after seeing Wisconsin carry live Badgers for their games, Fielding Yost decided Michigan needed a live Wolverine at their games. This was back in, like, the 40s. Both parts of the sentence are equally terrifying. Trappers even tried to tell Yost that it wasn't a good idea, but he ignored them. Fortunately, he was unable to find one. But in 1924, Yost found a stuffed Wolverine to be the mascot. Biff. Biff the Wolverine was the school's mascot until 1927, when Yost Luck changed. The Detroit Zoo acquired 10 live Wolverines from Alaska, and Yost quickly slid in to strike a deal with the zoo. Michigan had its first two live mascots in school history named Biff and Benny. The animals would walk around the stadium during Michigan games during the 1927 season. It wouldn't last long, though, and one of the least shocking developments ever, both animals were removed from the stadiums as they became too dangerous and ferocious for the players to control. There are debates about how long the mascots were brought to games, but the tradition didn't last long. So there were, at one point, Michigan Wolverines. How about that? Hey, Kate, you will never believe where Honey Okunye got her braces. Kate, it's a crazy connection. On and off from. I have a good guess. It is called (laughs) Daniel's Orthopedics. Whoa, you're like, you're 0 for 2. Orthopedics, yes. (laughs) And she told your dad that she, that you were on a podcast with her. What did John Daniel say in response? Is his first name John? I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, it is. Yeah, he told me he was going to talk to Kate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, listen, me and John Daniel go way back. He was actually the one that broke the news to me that Arkansas dropped the foul ball to not win the national championship in baseball. He was the one that told me about that (laughs) because it happened at 3 a.m. our time in Ghana, Africa. I digress. I digress. Kate, is there a live eagle at Liberty or no? There's not, but there's people who want that. How cool. hard could it be to get an eagle? It couldn't be that it hard. Can't be, it can't be that hard. I feel like, I mean, Auburn does it, so I feel like we can do it. And what kind of eagle are we talking? I think a bald eagle. Yeah, that makes sense. It, I th- so, although I was thinking maybe a harpy eagle, you know, something golden. You know, those are more golden yeah. eagles. Although a bald eagle, that's that's definitely the way to go. Uh, maybe that's why we can't do it, because aren't they protected? Maybe that's the problem. But, you know, so, I see those guys flying every now and then. I mean, not all the yeah. time, but, like, if I go hiking or something, I see a bald eagle every now and then. What, what what do we have to talk about, guys? We're into basketball season now. Anybody keeping up with basketball? I, listen, I'll tell you this. I've gotten to a point in my life where I just don't – I don't have the juice to care as much as I used to for college <laughs> basketball. So, somebody else, please talk about it. Talk about it. Basically, if you're highly ranked and you're going on the road – Get ready to lose. It's just like I mean, we just saw Kentucky go down at South Carolina by 17 points. It's this. There's a lot of parity in college basketball. There has been for a number of years now, but this year it is just. I mean, winning on the road is harder than ever before. And Honey can probably speak to this better than I can. Honey is a basketball fiend. I mean, I just finished watching Texas win on the road at Oklahoma. And I just don't understand why Texas isn't ranked. That's like a sleeper team to win the championship, in my opinion. Ooh, our first sleeper team of the year. Thank you, honey. I'm looking at the rankings here for the men's. 
UConn, number one, Purdue, North Carolina, Houston, Tennessee, Kentucky, or excuse me, Kentucky, Kansas, Auburn, Arizona, Illinois. Those are your top ten. Yeah, that pretty much uh, that seems about right from what I, I assume. Oklahoma, though, right there, number eleven. Where's Arkansas, guys? Why why is Arkansas not in there? You know, Arkansas is not even predicted or currently not predicted in the March Madness tournament. Are they even – what about NIT? Are they even in that field right now? Uh, Somebody look at NIT stew. They're probably an NIT bubble team. I'm looking at NIT stew now. Uh, what's his thing again, Cade? He wants, what, 30% of the population to be a, more of a fan of the NIT than the NCAA tournament? Is that what it's Yeah, it's, some, it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't – I don't know if he's on Twitter anymore. He's gone. Really? I don't see him. Keeping you in my thoughts tonight, NIT Stu, you're brave venturing into those forsaken lands. Oh, here he is. Here he is. I found him. <laughs> thought I followed him. Nebraska fans think chanting NIT at Ohio State is an insult. Joke's on them. An NIT invite would be an improvement from last year. That's pretty good. That's pretty- oh, I got to follow this guy, NIT Stu. If Arkansas makes the NIT, I- I'm, not watching a- I'm not watching a second of that. I'm done. It I'm says Arkansas. Arkansas predicted as a three seed for NIT right a now. A three seed in the NIT? Wow. Texas A&M's a one seed. Can we pivot to uh, women's basketball? Give me my women's basketball updates, guys. Uh, me and Honey, can we can do this one. One of us is just a wild women's college basketball fan. The other one of us gets paid to watch it. So... Uh, <laughs> And I've grown to like it too. Um, I thought you were both. <laughs> I mean, I've always watched. I've always watched Arkansas women, but now I pay much more attention to the national landscape. Let me tell you, we got a showdown in Baton Rouge on Thursday. We have got a sure. showdown. We've got number one LSU, deepest team that Dawn Staley's had in a while. I mean, she can trot out anybody, and there you, you aren't going to skip a beat against the star-studded LSU Lady Tigers. You got Angel Reese. You got Haley Van Lith. You got Flage Johnson. You have Michaela Williams. You have um, I'm missing one of their starters, Anissa Moro. I mean, come on now, it's going to be much must see TV on Thursday night in Baton Rouge, ESPN, I believe. They got College Game Day going out there. Uh, if you aren't watching the women's, if you don't watch women's basketball, these are my two suggestions for you. Number one, watch Thursday, see if you can get into it. Number two, if you miss it on Thursday, watch the next Iowa game. Caitlin Clark, you'll you'll be impressed. You'll be impressed. I'll tell you a little controversy with Caitlin Clark that I saw. So Wisconsin fans stormed the Ohio court. Ohio State. I saw oh, that. Excuse me. Ohio State fans stormed the court after they beat Iowa. And a fan ran into her. And on first video, you're like, oh, my gosh, that fan's an idiot. What's he doing? He could have hurt her. Second review, she flopped. I yeah. saw it. She flopped. Did you guys see that second video? So, you got to yes. always look at the second video. I'm going to break this one down for you. Please. The second angle I saw was in slow-mo from another angle. And it, it looked like Caitlin extended kind of to like brace herself from the impact. But it's like in slow-mo. So it makes – if you watch that thing in real speed, she did get kind of blind. Like, I mean, it happened so fast that, I mean, it was just a reactionary thing. She yeah, it just yeah, looked like both of them weren't looking where they were going. Because I don't think anyone was looking up either. 
listen, FOMO slow. always makes intentions. It always makes it look like there was intentions. I was say, slow mo reveals the truth. Okay. Did you see the interview? Uh, the post game press conference where I she was kind of like, she basically said it was done on purpose. Let's. I'll tell you one person who was not happy. Lisa Bluter. Who's and who? Who's Lisa Bluter? <laughs> I mean, Heath is wildly attracted to Lisa Bluter. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she is the Iowa women's basketball coach. She's been there a long time. Let's um, take a look at Lisa Bluter here. Lisa Bluter, she was a... Uh, How do I spell that? Uh, L-I-S-A, like Lisa Bluter, B-L-U-D-E-R. Now, this is a lady that can coach college basketball. Yes, she's a great coach, but she wasn't too happy. You could tell in the post game. She wasn't happy about the situation. But Ohio State gets a win over Iowa. Big win for the Buckeyes. You know, Cody McMahon and J.C. Sheldon and, you know, under their legend, under their coach, uh, Kevin McGuffey, I believe is his name. Uh, good team. Good team. The McGuff. Going back and backtracking slightly, Ethan said, I get paid to watch women's basketball. Yeah. We forget sometimes that Ethan actually works in sports media. Did you guys know that if he wanted to, he could have a Heisman vote? If I wanted to. Yes, we talked about this. Oh, we Wait, talked about what? this already? Ethan yes, we talked a... about paying. We talked about coming up with the money for him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we said wait, we wait. would flip the Explain bill for Explain this. Explain this to me. Yes, Ethan if could have I a Heisman become, vote. I wanted to become a member of the Football Writers Association of America, which there is an annual fee. I think I could have a Heisman vote. So he just doesn't want to pay the fee. I don't you think you could have a Heisman vote. There's a difference between you think and you get one. I'm 99% sure if you're a football or <laughs> association of America member, you can vote in the Heisman. Um, I believe, I mean, that's who announces the award. Who? Kate, who Kate how, much money, how much money would you pay for a Heisman vote? What's your maximum? Like a yearly fee? Yeah. Uh... Forty dollars. What if I said a hundred dollars? Would you pay a hundred every year? Every year, you can't do that, dude. It's a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you yeah, know, you're one. I once, I once spent a hundred dollars on a on a beef rib from Wright's Barbecue. Okay, worst <laughs> decision of my life. I didn't mean to, but we got there anyway. And then by the time I got up to the counter, I had that beef rib on my on my plate, and I was like, "Well, we're here." I digress. Bag and I... I digress. So that's the first step is you have to get a membership. Oh. And then, but there's so, I think that pretty much everybody who's a part of that gets to vote. They There's over 870 media representatives across the country who vote for this. And I think they all have to be football writers. Like, I bet there's more that are that than aren't. We'll, 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 we'll figure out the process for Heisman voting. All I know is pretty much... I know a lot of Heisman voters that cover the Razorbacks, and they're all football writers, association of people. That's interesting. Also, I just watched the Kate and Clark video. Sorry to bring that up. It looks like she just as much ran into him as he ran into her. She initiated contact. (laughs) Which I'm not saying that that should happen because, like, you're not really supposed to storm the court technically. But also, that's what happens (laughs) when you beat good teams. Uh, But, yeah, I mean – it's not. It wasn't malicious. Um. Yeah. No. It was just an accident on that guy's part. 
I, think I, feel, I honestly feel sorry for that guy, too, if I'm being honest. Like, it was a lady that ran into her. Oh, it was a lady? <laughs> yeah, it was a lady. Yeah, I thought oh. it was a lady. Yeah, I feel sorry for her, too. I still feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for that Cubs fan that uh, thought that would have been out that ended up being a foul ball. What is that guy's name? You know who I'm talking about in the playoffs in the 90s. Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman. Lisa Bluter. Man, I empathize with most in this world, Steve Bartman. He did nothing wrong. You're a fan in that moment. You're obviously trying to catch that ball, too. Real Anywho. quick, real quick um, on the topic of women's basketball, can we give all of our uh, – we haven't done picks in a while. I just wanted LSU versus South Carolina picks from everybody. Um, I know that Heath and uh, Cade might not really watch a ton. No, I got it. I'm, I'm locked just, in. Just pick one of the two. You know what I mean? Somebody else go first. I got to do some analysis over here. <laughs> honey? I Okay, what? Uh, I figure Honey might need to hit leadoff on this I one. I can hit leadoff. I am going to go with South Carolina because I think they're a more well-rounded team. I think they can handle the pressure really well. If anything, it's a preview into what March is going to look like for them. So I'm excited. I'm going to go with LSU because Kim Mulkey is going to get them ready for this big game. (laughs) Good announce. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. We thought this weekend with Arkansas playing at LSU and Texas A&M playing South Carolina, those two teams might be caught up, you know, like looking ahead, like, you know, have a little bit of a dud performance. Not the case. Nearly identical games. Both were like 99 to 68. It was almost the exact same score. Those two teams weren't. They, they don't overlook anybody. That's what happens where you have final four coaches and you have final four players. South Carolina. You're not overlooking. They've been the number one team since the first week of the year. They've been not just beating teams. They've been stomping teams. LSU showed some flaws. They lost at Auburn. They lost in the opener against Colorado. Give me the Gamecocks in a hostile environment. Gamecocks by about 10 points. All right, Ethan, I'm going to ask you a few questions here to help me get my pick for this. Yeah. Yeah. Is the game at Baton Rouge? Yes, it's in the PMAC. Does Livy Dunn play for the LSU Tigers basketball program? <laughs> no, she plays for the – she's on their gymnastics team. Will she be in the arena? I don't know. There's Friday night heights the next day. Uh, that's the, the SEC gymnastics thing, so maybe they're on the road, and in that case, she would be on the road as okay, well. Okay, Ethan, I need you to look up the schedule for the LSU women's gymnastics team. I'm on it. But and if they're in Baton Rouge, then I've got to go with the Tigers. Let, let's take a look real quick. LSU gymnastics schedule. Something makes me think they're probably on the road because the the gymnastics also goes in the PMAC and that would be a quick turnaround. LSU, okay, Friday, January 26th, LSU at Missouri in gymnastics. Well, then give me the Gamecocks. Good pick, Keith. Good pick. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe, uh, you know, Kim Mulkey, is that year two or is that year one she got into the win a national championship? Year two. That was yeah. year two. Um, she is LSU with Kim Mulkey though has only lost once in an SEC home game. Wow, something to keep an eye on. They're seventeen and one, and I believe the first loss at home in an SEC game was her first game. It was the first one, so they're on a seventeen-game conference home win streak. Keep that in mind. That's pretty good analysis. They turn up down there in the BMAC. Angel Reese, double double queen. 
the Bayou Barbie, right? Yeah, if everybody can remember back to March Madness, uh, I, I think most people saw that clip of what she did to Miss Caitlin Clark, who was brought up a lot. Yeah, but they were going like back and forth, right? It wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't out of nowhere. And right? hey, people started talking about women's basketball after that. Win for the game. Hey, win for the game for sure. Cade, I got a question for you. What do you think about, because we haven't talked about this, we haven't been on the air since this happened. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is now the coach at Alabama, the biggest coaching shoes to fill of all time here. Kay, what do you think about that hire? I think it's a good hire. I think that my main concern is that Bama fans are not going to give him the time to do what he needs to do because most likely he's not going to win a national championship next year. And then you're going to have Bama fans be like, well, I can't believe we lost the games that we lost this guy's terrible i mean completely our program's falling apart and it's like no it's not you're replacing the greatest coach of all time first off your alabama voice sounded more like bruce willis and diehard than a bama fan but i agree with you the expectations are going to be super high i i do not i would not want that job if i were him i mean obviously the competitor in you says oh give me the alabama job to follow nick saban follow the, the like i'm saying the biggest shoes to fill of all time but at the same time, if he in year one were to have that game against South Florida that they did last year, oh, my goodness, I, I would not be envious of his call-in show in the middle of the week after that. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing to keep an eye on with this hire, guys. What is his last name? DeBoer. The first time they play the Hogs, it's going to be DeBoer. DeBoer versus the Hogs. And thank goodness we don't get to play him this year. Uh, it's it's going to be a couple of years from now, but whenever you have – the boar, uh, is it Dubor? Dubor. Dubor. But we're gonna like play it like duh, like you know, like the uh, the boar versus the hog. And who knows? Maybe, maybe that's the first time Arkansas gets a win versus Alabama since pre Nick Saban times. You know, who knows what Arkansas football will look like by then? Though a couple years down the road, will you still have Sam Pittman as the coach? Who will be the quarterback? You know. It's it's not looking good right now for the Hogs. All right, I think Bill Belichick's going to be your coach in two years. And I think you'll have Josh Allen as your quarterback. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, we bring this up almost every podcast. I think it's worth mentioning again. And, Cade, you're going to like this. <laughs> the Liberty Flames, they are a sneaky playoff team for next year. The more you look at it, the more it becomes clear, Liberty going to be a front runner to make the playoffs next year. There I said it. And my now I'm going to say one more thing. They're in the group five driver's seat. I'm going to say one more. Actually, it might be two or three more things, but the same line of thought. Missouri and Ole Miss, both playoff teams next year. Missouri might be a one-loss team. <laughs> Can you handle that, Cade? Can you handle a world where – one lost Missouri is a four seed in the playoff. In that world, does Liberty get the 12 seed? Because that seems like a worthy trade-off. Yes. But where are the Razorbacks, guys? I hate to break it, but they're battling to see if they can go to the Birmingham <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I'll take the Birmingham Bowl. You ever been to Birmingham? Not a bad city. I did. I did. I went to SEC media, Basketball Media Day this year, and I asked. I actually asked Angel Reese – some questions. <laughs> What'd you ask her? 
if she she's from Maryland, right? She she's from Baltimoreish area. I feel but like you could know that more than we. Arkansas has two girls from Maryland <laughs> on their team. I asked her if she knew them, like had any history with them, and she told me that she did. Who so Poppin? Well, Sailor and who? Michaela Daniels, the fifth year girl oh, okay. at the University of Arkansas, who is dotting the record books. Dotting the the record book. It feels like she's been here for seven years. Yeah, she's been here since before COVID was a thing, which that just feels like eons ago. That reminds me, we've got a guy that's about to start his ninth season in college football. (laughs) The tight end at Illinois, right? Tight end at Miami, Miami. I think. I mean, there's no telling though where this guy has been. (laughs) Hey, did I did I send you this thing about this guy? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, Miami tight end Cam McCormick returning for his ninth season of college football. That is the epitome of get a job. As a sophomore in 2018, sustained a season-ending injury. As a junior in 2019, missed the entire season due to injury. Granted a sixth and seventh year of eligibility. As a senior in 2020, missed the entire pandemic-shortened 2020 season due to injury. Plus, he gets that COVID year. And then as a senior in 2021, played in Oregon's first two games before sustaining, believe it or not, a season-ending injury. <laughs> I mean, this guy cannot catch a break. I, I, I don't – here's my thing. I don't wish ill will or injuries on anybody, but it would be the funniest thing if he in game one sustains a season-ending injury and plays for a 10th year. Oh, my goodness. That's a decade of college football. (laughs) I mean, this dude, his first season of college football wasn't too long after they shut down the EA Sports game, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to make it from the end of the video game to the latest video game. Right back to it, man. I think I'm being a little dramatic because I think that was 2013. Yeah. But, you know, he started college football four years after that. But he, he started it closer to what time it is now. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I'm excited for that game, guys. I am so excited. I mean, it's going to make me buy a gaming console. <laughs> oh, man, you should. That'd be fun. Then we could play. It's to play football all the day. There's nothing like getting on there and just playing around with Oregon or Maryland's uniform combos and uh, and whenever you're the head coach of the – what's that mode where you become the coach and you go recruiting? Was it dynasty mode? Yeah, I mean, I tell – I mean, I start off always as the coach of, you know, like Idaho or somebody, and I'm out here on the recruiting trail. I'm out here telling these recruits, like five stars, like, hey, come here and we'll win a national championship. Oh, yeah. And they always come. They buy it, man. They buy in. They buy in. Yeah, but now the new wrinkle is you get to uh, give them, you know, cars and money and all this kind of stuff. Oh, that'll be fun offering NIL deals. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'll be the coach at freaking Portland State, and I'll be telling – I'll be offering people a million dollars of NIL, <laughs> yeah. and I won't be telling them where it's coming from, but <laughs> – Part of the game is you've got to you've got to reach out and lobby to boosters to be a part of your school's collective fun. <laughs> oh, this game has so much potential. And I it's know. Have man. Last names now, so you won't just have you know number fifteen or you know it's going to be a blast. And I tell you what, I can't wait for. I can't wait for the first time I get on that video game and I raise up the next Belitnikov Award winner. I mean, it's just <laughs> fun to be on there. To, See him grow from a freshman all the way to winning awards as a senior. I mean, it, it lets you know how fulfilling a head coaching job is, except you just don't actually have to really do the work. Press A to steal the opposing team's signs. That's what oh. I want. That's what I want. 
All right, I am done. Is everybody else done, or we want to? Is anybody else got any final thoughts? Do we want to talk a little college baseball? Does anybody know anything about baseball? Uh, no, but I'm hey, I'm here for it. I'm putting all my chips into baseball this year because all my other teams are garbage. So, Cade lives in the great city of Kansas City, I believe, and they have a football team there. That is going to maybe make the Super Bowl. Sick of the Chiefs, man. Sick of them. Sick of them. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, in case anybody missed the Buffalo Bills game this weekend, they had a kicker by the name of uh, Tyler, Tyler Bath who missed a field goal near the end that would have sent it to overtime most likely. And just a heartbreaking way to lose for Bills Mafia. It just feels like that fan base and the Dallas Cowboys fan base, they both just leave every year disappointed saying what could have been. 